Hello and welcome to Story Girls, mini-sode number two. This uh, episode is about the films of Studio Ghibli and it's related to our... Our castle series, by the way, of Howl's Moving Castle, which was adapted into a Studio Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. It's one of its most famous films, I think. Worst. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse. Oh my God, are there worse. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, actually, Lindsay and I are both big fans of many of their films. Mm-hmm. Not all. No, but a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this episode is going to be about them. Um Lindsay would not recommend watching the Howl's Moving Castle movie. No. I still would because I actually watched that movie before I ever read the book. Mm-hmm. And um, as most of the Studio Ghibli's, like there's some really beautiful scenes in it. Um, and there's some really hmm. like, what? Hmm. No, sorry. <laughs> when he takes sure her in the castle are. to the moving fields of flowers, it's very beautiful. Yes, it is. And also Fine. the town is quite charmingly, like all the towns are quite charmingly like rendered. And um, the castle itself. Um, it's not as described. It's not as described, but I still liked it. Like I love the room like mm. that they're all in most of the time. Right. And I quite like the way that they render Calcifer in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's not as scary. No, he's cute. He's cute. He's cute. And we like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Your face you're giving me right now. I'm so worried. <laughs> I like cute. Anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, so I was quite excited when I discovered the novel. And of course, actually, the book is is different. The, so different. It's so different. And the I movie added on, some unnecessary yeah. things. And we did touch on this in the House Moving Castle episode. I think so as yeah. well. Yeah, so that's how we're going to start with Studio Ghibli. But mm-hmm. um, my first experience with Studio Ghibli, I think, was Princess Mononoke. I think that mm-hmm. was in high school that came out. That mm-hmm. got quite a lot of press. Mm-hmm. Um, was fairly widely distributed. Yeah. And you've seen that one as well. I have. Yep. Yeah. I love that one. You know, I didn't the first time that no? I saw it. No, I think it was actually one of the first animated movies, I, uh, anime movies, I should say, mm. that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so different from like a mm-hmm. Disney animated film that yeah. I was like, I'm not totally sure what's going on here. Right. And uh, it was... Definitely far more violent, um, but lots of really strong female characters in that movie. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, before we get too deep yeah. into Princess Mononoke oh, or yeah, anything else, wanna, yeah. should we just do a little background? Well, not really background. I actually don't know that much about Studio Ghibli, but it is a Japanese production mm-hmm. studio that produces anime films. Yeah, so it started after the animated movie uh, Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, Mm -hmm. uh, which was actually written by Studio Ghibli's founder, Hayao... Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Which is what I think it is. Apologies if we... Blunder these translations. Any, we're trying. We're trying. Yeah. Uh, and so Danzica actually came out before Studio Ghibli was founded, and mm-hmm. its success w- was what allowed the studio to be founded. So it's considered a Studio Ghibli film by many because mm-hmm. it was just before they could afford to have a studio. Yeah. And it has a corresponding graphic novel, which Hayao Mizaki actually wrote mm-hmm. to in order to promote the anime film. Right. It's and you own one. You own. I copy. do. I do own one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It's large. Two large volumes in a box. I believe that's called a box set. 
Mm, yeah. I mean, and it says on its Studio Ghibli library. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it is known for its very beautiful... Um, Somewhat dreamlike. Many of them are a little bit dreamlike at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, lots of different fairy tales, lots of different kinds of worlds. Mm-hmm. And lots of drawing on, on Japanese myth and folklore, yep. um, which I think to a lot of Western audiences, there are some parts that seem like non sequiturs or just totally the blue, but to, for Japanese people, it is like probably deeply ingrained in their culture, like these references and these ideas. Right. Um, and I also just want to say that the name Ghibli was apparently, this is from Wikipedia, the name Ghibli was given by Hayao Miyazaki from the Italian noun Ghibli, based on the Libyan Arabic name for the hot desert wind of that country, the idea being the studio would blow a new wind through the anime industry. Not having seen a lot of other animated <laughs> yeah, anime, I keep saying animated anime films. I can't say if they did, but certainly they're unlike any other. Like you mm-hmm. can tell when you're watching one that mm-hmm. you're watching a Studio Ghibli film. They have quite a certain feel to them. They really do, and I think probably I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they did blow a fresh wind through the through the industry just based on its popularity Mm. um worldwide i would say like it does seem to have done something different yeah because they really have um their most famous film i think i we would say was spirited away Mm -hmm. because that did win the academy award yeah um and that one i think i saw when i was in university Mm -hmm. and all of my roommates watched it like it was it was very much in the pop culture vernacular of the time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's the studio's been, it's been quite prolific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen all of their films. Neither have I. Uh, we went through it. We were planning on watching quite a lot, but to be honest, we just don't have that time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just recording this on the basis of the ones we've seen, which actually I wrote it down my list and I have seen seven of them. So that's decent. Okay. I think I've, oh, I didn't count them. You didn't count them? Oh my God. Hold on. All right, let me just do this I'm quick I'm just here. kidding. I'm not booing you for not counting them, but I'm just going to go through um, the, my, my list. I saw Howl's Moving Castle, sadly, um, and I have seen Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away, and the other titles that I have seen are Castle in the Sky, Kiki's Delivery Service, Only Yesterday, and my personal favorite, My Neighbor Totoro. Love All right, so apparently I have seen nine of them. Ooh. So I've seen Castle in the Sky. I've seen Kiki's Delivery Service. I have seen Princess Mononoke. I have seen Spirited Away. I have seen Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, The Secret World of Arietti, The Tale of Princess Cayuga, and I have seen When Marnie Was There. And my favorite is actually, I would say, Spirited Away. Um, Hmm. I've told you this many of times, Mm but... It literally starts for me in the first few minutes of watching that film. She's in the car. She's they're kind of speeding, and the world is going by. And there is this soundtrack playing, and it just it calls to something in my soul, and mm-hmm. I just love. And there's lots of moments of that movie that I love, mm-hmm. but that that soundtrack of that movie and those scenes and that first kind of like adventure. Yeah. Um, for some reason, it's I just I get excited whenever I watch that movie. But it also has kind of like a childhood. St- Stirring, stirring of my heart. Yeah. yeah, and I think the music. We should also shout out to the composer yeah. Joe Hisaishi. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he 
his the scores for these films are absolutely beautiful yeah and so magical Mm -hmm. and dreamlike and Mm -hmm. they just add so much adds so much yeah and i would say that my second is probably howl's moving castle just because i'm one of those people that even when something is not great if it harkens back to something that i love Mm -hmm. um and again i saw the movie before i read the book so i was so taken with that whole yeah makes a big difference yeah Um, And also one thing about Ghibli, I think that is um, they're often very emotional Mm -hmm. and they're not, they're not sort of like those trite kind of like the Disney sort of obvious, as you would say, low hanging fruit. Like they're very subtle, but they really, really tug at your heartstrings. They can pack an emotional punch. I have been reduced into a pile of crying by... When Marnie was there is not uh, like a, it kind of has a little bit of a happy ending, but it's mostly like a very melancholic mm. film. Mm-hmm. And watching that one, I was kind of depressed the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when my husband told me I should watch only yesterday because he's like, oh, you really like it. It's about a girl who moves out to the country and it's just happy. And I was like, great. Because <laughs> some of them are, you know, some of, like, yeah. some of them are less on that emotional register and just more like fun, cute, whimsical. Um, but I bawled my eyes out at that, yeah. that film. Now I would say Ponyo, on the other hand. <laughs> you, you hate Ponyo. I hated Ponyo. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh. I don't think I will now. After. Well, honestly, it's one of those ones where like there's some, again, beautiful parts, but Overall, it's got some, and this is a little thing that happens throughout quite a few of the Studio Ghibli films. I there can at times be some really annoying characters, right? There's actually a lot of yelling in these yeah. movies, which typically I would hate, mm-hmm. but I give it a pass in the Studio Ghibli. But maybe I wouldn't in Ponyo. Ponyo himself does a lot of yelling. Is he a fish? He's a fish boy. He's like a fish in the ocean, but on land, he's a boy. Oh, he's, he's a like Ponyo. Oh, so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. And at some point the world gets flooded Mm -hmm. and like, but like there's like hills coming in and out of the water. And so that on its own is like very beautiful kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And like the world being underwater and all the fish and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But that one isn't that great. And there's like a, the father figure is a very weird controlling figure, but he's kind of got like a lot of howl in him and then he's got... He's also a very skinny, like, elaborately dressed man with, like, a lot of hair. Okay, okay. Also voiced by an incredibly inappropriate person. (laughs) Is this Liam Neeson? This is Liam Neeson. (laughs) And as one might recall in uh, Howl's Moving Castle, Christian Bale voices in the... Like, these are the ones I, I, when I was reading up actually about the studio, it seems like this is the partnership of Disney where yes. they've been redubbed. Cause of course, like they're yeah. dubbed in Japan. They're, they're not just Japanese. And like, I don't really understand who would cast such like rough, deep voice, like angry kind of voices <laughs> for like these tall, elaborate, skinny men. Like it's these just barrel chested <laughs> men. Well, I would say that like Christian Bale is barrel chested, no. but he has kind of like, I mean, he, it's like the Batman voice. Yeah. He's Howell. not even doing his own voice. He's no. doing the Batman voice. And Liam Neeson, you're right. Like that man just would not have that no reverberation in his chest and so at times that's one of the worst things about watching the films at, at not actually of course like the the redubs the christian bale's voice took me out of howl's moving castle several times because you're like that it's like watching 
I don't know. It's just like it's coming from somewhere else. Like it doesn't seem to be coming from the character. Yeah. And also, I think when Disney acquired the North American rights um, several years ago and redubbed them all, they they redubbed them with like quite famous people, which is also distracting. Yeah. Because then you were recognizing voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend if anyone is going to watch these, watch the subtitled versions. Yeah. Which are unfortunately not as easy to find, but so, so worth it. Because, yeah, yeah they're yeah. so much better. I think some of them I did watch with just those voices, mm-hmm. um, with just those, but not the all of them. Yeah. Well, the most famous ones, of course, are not... Um, if like you've watched those, you've probably not watched the subtitled ones. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I think one of the ones that I really like that is more just a fun adventure is Castle in the Sky. Mm. That one is really um, not as not as heartbreaking. <laughs> just more heartbreaking. of like a romp. Um, yeah. And and Kiki's delivery service, although there there are some moments of it really can get you. There's. Um, it's it is also, sweeter. It's sweeter. Yeah. It's sweeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Princess Cayuga was differently animated than the rest of them. It was mm-hmm. um, far more of, I think it harkened back to actual like Japanese art. Mm. It's very beautiful. Um, and it's definitely like a folktale. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I actually, I, I quite liked watching that one, but I didn't really like the ending, which I mm. think is the folktale. It's not really their <laughs> Well, perhaps not their fault, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Princess Mononoke, I feel like, has a a lot of those elements, too, of, like, the folk and, like, the the girl who's raised by wolves and, like, all of that. And I love how so many, I mean, maybe not so many, but they they often incorporate, like, forest spirits and nature spirits. Um, My Neighbor Totoro is all about that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just rendered so well, like, like, the little... The little guys. The little details. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. just there's just something about it. It really they all have a certain feeling that mm-hmm. it's just so it's just so magical. I wish that I had seen these when I was younger. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like one of my favorite parts in Spirited Away is like the coal that is actually driving. Mm-hmm. And, but it has like little eyes mm-hmm. and they're like they're so cute and she tries to help and like they're oh my yeah. gosh, it's it's such an adorable scene. I love mm-hmm. that those and um the secret world of Arietti, they're very, very small people who live like underneath and inside. Like they mm. like they are little people who live inside someone else's house. Right. And it's very cute and very and then it's like goes back again to like another folk tale, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cute. It's like Tom Thumb Thumbelina kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then I think that so Hayao Miyazaki and his um the co founder Isao Takahata. Um, I'm not sure about Takahata, but Miyazaki has retired and come back like six times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, like, uh, we were, what we're saying, he retired finally mm-hmm. uh, around 2014 and was like, I know it's that I returned before. This is, this is exactly how he sounds. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> but this time it's for sure. And they've just announced that he's come back to do another film, come out of retirement <laughs> to direct another film in 2017. But I think, his, so his son took over at one point, oh. right? And made um, the Earth Sea, the Earth, based on Ursula K. Le Guin's, right. which um, was like, terrible apparently haven't Uh, seen it but she hated it um or I don't think she said she hated it but I think she was like interesting that is not my book uh, um so and that was widely 
panned. Panned. Well, it does seem like his movies, Hayao Miyazaki's movies, are the most famous and most successful ones. Mm-hmm. So whatever Studio Ghibli is, um, certainly it seems like a large part of it rests in his personal imagination mm-hmm. and execution. Yeah, which for is. Sure. I mean, some things, some things aren't meant to last, like, Some things know, aren't meant to go down a generation. Or just to other people to, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a certain vision, and it's his. It's his, yeah. yeah. Though I think he has said, I think that was part of the quote, that he was like, I'm not intending for the studio to fold. Right. But, I, like, I'm just personally retiring, mm-hmm. but they kind of haven't really been able to get much going since and have actually said that they're looking into like restructuring. Like they don't seem to know. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. any listeners from Japan might know a lot more about this because Mm -hmm. apparently there's a particular magazine, Animag, which Mm -hmm. has like exclusive interviews and that kind of thing. So those, um, those followers in Japan might not know a lot more. And, um, apparently there's also a museum in Japan. Oh. And it has like exclusive like short films that no one's oh. ever seen anywhere else. It's a reason to go. It's uh, yeah, but it's Tokyo. Well, we'll start saving up in my piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> First Harry Potter world. First Harry and Potter and then world. Studio Ghibli in Tokyo. Perfect. Yeah. All right, bucket list. <laughs> All right. So if you were going to say entryway movies, if someone's never seen a Studio Ghibli. What would be the first one they should watch, and what would be the second one they should watch? Oh, jeez. Well, see, this one I've—I can't remember ever seeing *My Neighbor Totoro*, but you're going—you've—you've—you've you've, you've consistently gone on and on about it, and you have talked. <laughs> you to, won't shut up. Well, and it's about a cat, and I feel like a lot of people like cats. Well, it's not about a cat. No, there's a cat. There's a large cat character. Well, Totoro's not a cat, but there's he? a cat bus. There's oh. like a giant bus that's shaped like a cat and it drives people around. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Totoro's just like a forest spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I yeah. I don't remember. Well, you should. There's, is there a woman in a hut painting in the woods? No. Is that Kiki's delivery service? I think that's mm, Kiki's. I think so. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's so hard. Because like, do you want the light or do you want, like it would depend on the person, I think. I would definitely say, like, always watch Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away and um, Castle in the Sky. Okay. But... I was just going to say, are you offering for our our listeners to write in and you'll give them personalized personal recommendations. Well, I mean, because I remember when I was a teenager and I watched Princess Mononoke, as I said, it was so dark and so kind of violent. It is the most violent one, It is sure. quite violent. Like, it's yeah. not... Like, I would not show that to my daughter, no. but I would show my neighbor Totoro potentially to my daughter yeah, yeah. or I could you know spirit of way like so if you're a child don't or like start a young with child Mononoke. yeah don't start with princess Mononoke just because it's animated people no yeah it's yeah. yeah um and then I would honestly say, I mean Ponyo I probably could show to my youngest <laughs> daughter and maybe she would like it maybe it's just meant for a really young audience maybe then you'd have to sit through it again well, not necessarily. Just stick her in front of him, piece it. Um, I I would say the my two recommendations, or if you've never seen a Ghibli, would be My Neighbor Totoro and Princess Mononoke. Mm. And depending on wh- who you are, you can choose which one you watch first, which mm. one you watch second. Because yeah. Princess Mononoke, as I said, it's more violent, it's darker. 
Um, but it incorporates lots of the Japanese folklore and mm-hmm. very cool story. Um, My Neighbor Totoro is much more whimsical and lighter. It's not violent, but it is it is very um, poignant. It mm. may make you cry, Ooh. but you will cry happy tears as well as sad tears. Mm. And it's, yeah. Yeah. So those would be my two recommendations. Cool. And I believe there is actually also a short documentary about mm. the studio, mm-hmm. which I rented from our local public library, but can't remember watching. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I'm trying. Uh, you borrowed it and then took it back. Well, watching. you know, I think I tried to watch it while doing something, and of course it was subtitled, and right. so I think yeah. I either turned it off and then had to return it, mm-hmm. um, because I still haven't actually figured out how to like log in half the time to remember to renew them, so then I just returned it, and right. then I think I considered it, but... So you probably had it on the background, but didn't realize that you had to actually read it while it was playing. Well, I think I realized it at the time, but I was yeah. like, I'll just go with it. <laughs> I'll just absorb this somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn Japanese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, oh, and I guess I never really talked about Nausicaa, but I have seen Nausicaa, you have not, and it, um, I remember really liking it. Mm. Yeah, and apparently it's considered one of the best animated films of all time, so maybe that's also another entry point into, because of course its success actually made Studio Ghibli possible. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, you should watch it. I should watch it. Actually, my next two on my list are Whisper of the Heart and The Cat Returns, um, which, uh, Obviously, the title feature heavily feature a cat character, so and he wears clothes, I believe. So I'm excited about those. Did you say whiskers of the heart? No, <laughs> whisper of oh, the heart. Oh, because you were like from the titles, you could tell there's a well, cat. The cat returns. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was called whiskers of the heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that concludes our Studio Ghibli mini-sode. Yeah. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Um, yeah. And you can feel free to weigh in on your position on the Howl's Moving Castle movie adaptation. Yeah. The Ghibli adaptation, because as, as, as is obvious, yeah. we disagree. And let us know if we haven't talked about one of your favorites that you were hoping to hear about, because mm-hmm. certainly we do want to actually watch them all. They're just not always easy to find. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so that winds up our second mini-sode. We will have one more mini-sode coming at you for this season, which is going to be a really special mm-hmm. live event we're attending. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Ah! Ooh! But stay tuned for that, and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.